Hey guys, it's Annie. The next couple episodes are really special to me. I recently took a trip down to Hawaii to go visit friends, and I was able to record with a couple of them. This episode I'm recording with my friend Kaj. We talk about kind of the touchy subject of race. Kaj is mixed race, and I ask her basically all of what it was like growing up in that situation, and she's really open. It's a really great conversation that we have, and it gets you know, really vulnerable, but also humor throughout. You know, it wouldn't be us without deflecting with humor. So I hope you laugh with us and listen as we talk about Kaja's story of how it feels when you don't really know how to answer the question of what are you? You know, with growth comes growing pains. When you're growing, it's painful. This is Growing Pains with Annie Hi, everyone. Welcome to Growing Pains with Annie. Like I said, I'm your host, Annie Scoveman. And today I have a dear friend of mine on, um, my friend Kosh. Hi. <laughs> this is so weird. Sorry. <laughs> um, and today we're going to be talking about something that is definitely a mainstream topic right now. Mm-hmm. It's a, for lack of a better word, like a trigger topic. Um, and that's identity, especially when it comes to racial identity. Mm-hmm. And the reason I wanted to have you on, not only as someone who, you know, I look up to as like a voice in this community, as someone who I've seen be very strong in your identity, mm-hmm. I know for a fact that that wasn't easy for you to yeah. come to the conclusion of. Yeah. I know. And I've, I've seen you struggle with yeah, it. For sure. Like I've yeah. seen you have to fight, you know, adversity and, and really mm-hmm. have to kind of fight for your identity to even be I don't like have a place yeah Yeah. have a place um and so can you explain to us for lack of a better word what are you so oh my gosh I love that question I get that question literally every day so my mom is a black French Jew and my biological dad is Brazilian so I am confused yeah (laughs) confused i'm just confused yeah i (laughs) so i look real everybody look at me they're like it's funny because "Hmm." it's that kind of you're you're mixed race enough that yeah you put you next to anything and you're like she could be that she's that she could be that so i yeah when we became friends we were living in san diego Mm -hmm. and i'm sure people asked if you're mexican oh my gosh i get puerto rican and mexican more than anything and yeah yeah which is i guess is close to brazilian so i would just be like yeah yeah exactly that's sure yeah whatever (laughs) and then you know and then you put you next to your mom yeah who you know is obviously biracial and you're like and and, you know you know obviously hot is black yeah and you're like oh yeah of course you're her mom yeah Yeah, i totally see the resemblance but then i then once i you know, moved to Hawaii and I met a ton of Brazilian people. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I totally see how Kaj is Brazilian. <laughs> see how I'm, un- I'm confused? It's a I'm lot. I'm confused. I'm just like, ooh. And, you know, I said like in the beginning, this is mm-hmm. a trigger topic yeah. because it has, you know, yeah. we've seen in the last year, um, yeah. this is 2020 in which we're recording this episode. We've, you know, we've watched basically, to, in, you know, in our lifetime, the height of the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. And, it's something that I've really enjoyed talking to you about because yeah. 
as much as I am an ally and I, you know, and I sympathize with all yeah. the causes and everything, what comes down to it is I'm, I'm mm-hmm. white. Yeah. <laughs> On every side, European, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> As wonder bread as it yeah. <laughs> Put some mayo on that and you got Annie. Oh. Oh. <laughs> but, you know, I I really enjoy talking to you because yeah. we have the friendship that we mm. can be so open mm-hmm, about this and sure. I can ask questions. Yeah. And I really wanted to record this with you mm-hmm. because I feel like this is the definition of something you've had to grow in yeah for despite sure despite it being so painful yeah no i think that's a really good way to put it and i think like something i learned from just growing up with um just always like kind of the thought in the back of my mind like i'm not like a lot of people and i don't look like a lot of people is with that i think in the past year i've learned like my story is my personal story um yeah and i very much want to share that but i just also want to like disclaim like in no way shape or form like am i gonna uh, do i want to take away from anybody else's or um like put my experience on anybody else but like just the hope with like sharing like what it's like growing up multiracial in my experience like that people can relate or like you're saying like understand and empathize so yeah yeah, I think that's I think that's good to yeah state too because it yeah. is like it's unique. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes down to like finding identity. Yeah, for sure. And so in this, you know, in this whole journey that you've had, which spans your lifetime. Yeah. Um, especially like even growing up in mm-hmm. a not even multicultural, but like bi- a biracial multicultural household. Yeah. yeah different yeah no I think I um well just growing up I think I was very lucky like I grew up in Hawaii which is in itself like super diverse it's actually being white as the minority here so I would Mm -hmm. say when I was like (laughs) you know Annie (laughs) like I would say when I was really little it wasn't something I noticed like it wasn't you know I was like okay like we speak Portuguese at home and we celebrate Hanukkah and that's just like my family and it wasn't really something that i was like aware that was different you didn't realize you had a bunch of things going on yeah i didn't realize like i was confused you know (laughs) i was like yeah but i remember like even sure like i didn't realize it but from an early age like i always got the question like with my mom i remember being in kindergarten and people being like is that your nanny and (gasps) being like what the heck that's my mom and just not like understanding like why people why people don't yeah and it's like okay, sure, we don't have the same skin tone, but to me, it's like, she's my mom. And I didn't understand that. And it wasn't until like later that I realized like, oh, that's why. Because yeah. I I think, like you're saying, like I look like so many things, but with that comes like, I don't look like a lot of things too. So I don't mm-hmm. like just look like one thing. So growing up, like I was aware that my family was different, but when I was little, I really enjoyed it. And I, um, yeah, it didn't like bother me, Yeah, but it wasn't until I got older and honestly like moved away, like to the mainland that I realized like, oh, this is different and not everybody understands. And, um, more of the question, like, what are you? And like oh you can be that many things and people trying to definitely like box you in yeah which is like a big thing that i've 
dealt with recently is people trying to be like, oh, but what do you identify as? Like you're saying identity. Yeah. And people having a really hard time being like, oh, and I'll be like, I identify as what I am. And people are like, but like, are you black? Or are you white? I'm like, I'm Kaj. Like, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Yeah. And it's, and I remember when I first met you, you had braids in. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember someone, we were talking in it, you know, I, <laughs> I thought it was funny because you had braids in and then um, someone made a comment about, oh, what's that tattoo? And you have a Star David tattoo yeah. on your wrist. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, what? Like, do you know what that is? Like, the, I yeah. remember them questioning, asking if you oh, knew yeah. what it was, if you just mm-hmm. thought it was a star. And you're like, I'm, I'm Jewish. Yeah. Like, and they're like, but you're working at a church, like you're Christian. Uh-huh. And you're like, but like my aunt, like yeah. culturally. You can be Jewish. Like you, <laughs> you don't know how many times I had to explain. They're like, and then but confused you, yeah. that on top of that, that like, you can be black and Jewish. Like, oh what? Lord. Like, I'm like, have you seen Drake? Like, <laughs> come on people. Like, <laughs> sorry. No, that's okay. I keep going. I have no. not seen Drake. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. No, like people, I didn't realize I think I came from such a place of privilege growing up in Hawaii where oh, yeah. every everybody's something. So everybody gets, even if they're not familiar, like they're like, yeah, oh, you're, okay. You're Filipino. You're, you're Brazilian. This, yeah. You're, they're like, okay, you, you can know, be Portuguese, more than one thing. You're anything. Yeah. But even growing up in Hawaii, I was one of the only like Jewish kids on the block. Like we got <laughs> one synagogue and it's in a house. It is. Yeah. Fast, it is yeah. House. Just has a giant star of David on it. That's it. That's how you know Jewish people. But Growing up, like, I was, like, pretty much one of the only Jewish people, and it's a big deal in my family, like, as you know, coming from, so my grandpa was in the Holocaust, is a Holocaust survivor, so that's something, like, that's very um, big in my family and a big part of our story, and yeah, and something we, like, celebrate and honor, so even growing up, like, this is such a, like specific instance but one of the first times i was like dude people do not understand is like when you learn about it in school and people would like make jokes jokes or like just be like to me this is my reality this is my family's history and then we're learning about it in history books and it was just such a like weird very like polarizing yeah um like experience and in high school was like the first time i got like oh so wait like you can be black and jewish and brazilian and like how does that work and it was the first time i really felt like oh do i have to pick one so when we first met coming into like college i went to i went to college in san diego and still a very diverse place but i remember distinctly being like 18 first time on my own figuring out who i am and feeling the pressure to identify as just one thing yeah. and this very much and even on top of that like you're from hawaii yeah to San Diego, so yeah like oh you're hawaii you're the you're hawaii like, ah. kid yeah which i'm like bro i'm not even hawaiian but like that's a whole n- we don't gotta get into that that's a whole nother <laughs> no, topic no, that's a different podcast that's a, yeah. <laughs> but being like feeling for the first time i'm too white to be black mm-hmm. i'm too black to be white yeah what am i which is such a weird weird experience where yeah you're like but i'm everything 
but I feel like I just have to pick one thing. Yeah. And first time having that internal battle of being like, why do I feel the need to suppress a part of myself Mm. that I should be celebrating? And I remember I had this, like, this is, oh my gosh, this sticks out so much in my mind all the time when I think about it is like, I had this girl, we were at the beach and she was like, gosh, what are you? And I was like, oh, like, I have a down pat. Like, I explained so much. I'm like, my mom's black, French, and Jewish, and my dad's Brazilian, you know? And she was like, you can be more than one thing. And I was like, homie, (laughs) sis. We got to take you to history class. I'm like, welcome to the 21st century, girl. And I usually, like, would deflect with humor and be like, oh, yeah, my ancestors got around. Yeah. And just say (laughs) something, you know? But she was, like, actually heated. (gasps) Like, she was like, that's just so weird. And I was like, no, you're just so weird. And I remember being you're like, you're all sorts of European. Okay? Yeah. I'm like, you're not just Anglo-Saxon. I hate to burst your bubble. But <laughs> like, I remember feeling like that was the first time where I was like, oh, oh, is that not OK? Like, I have to be one thing. I have to be one thing. And when we met, I was coming out of a time of being like very much from all sides from all races people being like you don't look black i i have personally been with you yeah for that i get that a lot and that used to and it still does i'm not gonna lie get to me where i felt like it took away from me somehow yeah because because you don't look i don't look you don't yeah which is so which I do recognize, like, I'm so privileged to the f- fact that I'm not going to experience the same struggle somebody who looks African-American does in America. Like, yeah. I freely acknowledge my privilege. Like, my little brother, he looks like an African-American boy and he lives in America. He's going to have way different struggles and way more adversity than I do. Yeah. But, like, that's still, like, I'm still black. Like, yeah. I... Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, and I've got that from so many different people. And I, that's been something that's like still to this day, like I don't always have an answer for, Mm -hmm. but I realized like when we became friends, people would come up to me and be like, Oh, you have braids in. And then I'd be like, yeah. And they'd be like, Oh, are you black? And I'd be like, yes. And I used to like, you would always go, really? (laughs) Yeah. And I used to like, like I said, deflect with humor, but I realized like, just because they're uncomfortable and their worldview is being expanded doesn't mean I have to shrink for them to get it. And yeah. And I think I cu- I really struggled for a really long time with that. But I realized in that, like, I have such an opportunity to educate people that, you know, just because it's not your experience doesn't mean it's not true. Mm-hmm. And to like you know open up their perspective because that question can lead to so many conversations if played outright but if i deflect it with humor i just like don't you know answer the question like it goes nowhere yeah 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 i think i think that's like another thing that like basically you know i've seen kind of boil up in a lot of my you know mixed race friends of this idea of like at some point you need to 
stop deflecting with humor yeah it's, it's like oh you gotta shit, like you gotta i need to yeah. address the fact that like this does hurt me too and, yeah like, these struggles are things i struggle with too and and especially because it's not even like like the fact that people are mistook you at your mom as your nanny yeah growing up you know like you were directly affected by racial racial wow racial profiling yeah and you and you were exposed to that at a young age mm-hmm. even if it wasn't directly directed to you yeah but it was directed towards my towards family you yeah and your family yeah yeah um and that's and that's like so and, and being a white person like mm-hmm. i i don't experience that much i think moving to hawaii did mm-hmm. did show me oh, that I'm it sure. was one of the first times yeah i really experienced that and then after that, i moved to mexico where i also experienced yeah. that a ton yeah and it was it was eye-opening in a way that was in a weird way refreshing to be like okay like and like I said at the beginning, I I do not claim mm-hmm. to understand it. I do yeah. not claim to have experienced to any degree that someone, you know, who has experienced it in the U.S., mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's my own personal experience. You know, I can't con- compare it to anyone else's. But it was kind of nice to be like, okay, like, this does suck. And I understand mm-hmm. that. And, you know, and I've I've been there to a degree. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where finding identity in in being mm-hmm. like having your identity tied purely to a certain race like yeah i i always found it like strange when people were like in you know in mexico being like oh well you're beautiful because you're white and i'm like yeah uh, and you're like and what you, like i've i've seen this also happen with you in the sense mm-hmm. that it's like oh you're you're a beautiful brazilian babe or yeah. like you're like a you know like a beautiful black woman oh and yeah you're just like you're like only one only because just one only because i have that dna that yeah I'm beautiful. beautiful or i get oh this, you know this one just sends me into i this one triggers me you're so exotic oh boo (laughs) i ain't no zebra excuse me james we went to high school together yeah you've known me since kindergarten this ain't i'm not a zoo exhibit like it exotic yeah and i'm like why you should describe foreign furniture like that (laughs) a zebra a man who owns tigers a man who (laughs) i see what you did there 2020 (laughs) yeah but not me boo like and I think that we coming from a background of growing up in America, I think a lot of people from a very early age feel like, okay, we got to put people in boxes. I mean, look at we the box, freaking, we like, to box, we like to box people and look at the freaking SATs. Oh, SATs. <laughs> you, you know, I'd be marking score. other every dang day. Oh, and I didn't know when growing up, funny story that you should only mark one. <laughs> you be like, I'm so like, African American. I, I am <laughs> Latino, and I am, and I'm. Oh, and I am Native American on my grandma's side. And oh, I guess yeah, that counts. And then you know, I think I, I think I wasn't until high school where I realized like, oh, like, I should they, just put other like. But that I mean, I mean even but, that it's like why you gotta know why, why we like, get, see. So I think it's like you're we, boxed into the you're, box you're boxed other. in. So by default you start boxing everybody else around you and that's a way we kind of identify each other um and relate to each other because i even found myself doing it where i am more quote unquote 
hate this phrase, but for lack of a better phrase, blacker when I'm with black people mm-hmm. or when I'm with Brazilians, that side comes out, you know, to relate. But I and I think we do that naturally. And I think we live in a culture that encourages it almost. Mm-hmm. So for me, totally growing up, I felt when I got older into my early adult life, like boxed in and I felt very much like people were trying to box me in and it kind of, it got, got under my skin. And I remember thinking like, okay, do I have to pick one? Like you were saying, and can I only identify as this and even struggling with like, well, can I identify as a black woman? Is that something that's even going to be accepted? Yeah. Or, you know, I had friends growing up who would tell me like, you're not fully Brazilian because one of your, one of your parents is only Brazilian. Both, you know, both of my parents are Brazilian. And I'm like, that's crazy because I still feel Brazilian. Like, you know, and having that like conversation with myself. And I think if I want anybody to take away anything from my long winded speech is that your identity first and foremost like comes from yourself and you can be more than one thing and you don't have to just choose one and you just have to be comfortable with the fact that not everybody's going to be comfortable with that yeah when you know like obviously the journey of identity is never over you know yeah and and we were talking about this before the podcast it's like you're kind of saying like, oh, I could sit here and tell you the truth of, you know, my my identity is is Jesus. And yeah, like, but that doesn't negate that fact that I yeah. also experienced this and that yeah. I struggle with this, too. And like, yeah, and I think that's such a good point is like, first and foremost, my foundation and who I am is defined by the Lord, but God has also made me into this person and given me my background and my culture and my racial identity. And I, and I don't think that's something to shrink away from. And I don't think that's something God um, wants to take away from when you follow him. And I think if anything, like he, when you put your identity in him personally, for me, I found when I'm more comfortable with who I am in him, it allows me to really step into who I am yeah, as, I, as a person as well, you know, as a mixed race person. Yeah. And I think there's myself. also yeah. a, there's a stigma and, and I like, because we are as close as we are, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm calling out things that I've seen in you that maybe we yeah. haven't necessarily talked about. Yeah. So if I'm wrong at all, stop me, correct me. Oh, I got you. Um, but like, I've seen it even where you've kind of like stumbled on the word mixed race. Yeah. Because that's the assumption of you're half Something. black and half white. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, I'm a quarter and a quarter and a quarter and a quarter. And the reality is like. It's mixed. Yeah. But mixed. yeah. But even that, it's like, I think that that's another thing i've been like oh i'm mixed race and i tell them they're like no you're not mixed race is like black and white and i'm like oh so then i i've been kind of almost like i don't even get that <laughs> i don't even get that i can't just leave it to that i've been almost kind of like conditioned to be yeah. like i'm multicultural so like yeah and it's like so weird like that's such a good point like you bring up i'll be like i'm you know because it's so funny to because to myself, I am what I am. But to other people, it's like that, you know, 
they're trying to box you in and they're they don't understand so they're like well what are you and you're like i'm me yeah and that you know people don't always get that and i think it's it's hard too because we're always searching for identity like yes yeah at the end of the day that's what life is is you're yeah. just trying to understand who you are and who you're supposed to be and mm-hmm. you know what you're put on earth mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. and part of that is understanding where you come from for sure there's like a reason 100%. that ancestry.com is a thing like, oh people want to know and people, i think yeah history and family ties so much into who you are as a person um and i think that should be celebrated but i also think like there is a component of you have to figure out who you are now in the present mm-hmm. you know and how much space are you going to allow that um to control you yeah. you know um cuz it is hard yeah i'm not i don't think i've had it like the worst but it there's definitely been moments of being discriminated against yeah you know? i actually was just going to start asking questions ooh segue ooh. Let's go. Let's get down to nitty gritty. Strap in your emotional seatbelt. Here we go. Because I have, you know, I've obviously been with you when. Mm-hmm. Do you remember a time? Treated, people have treated me better than you. Yeah. Because I am white. You Wh- know. Really? Wait. <laughs> when? When? You don't. I don't remember. Annie, I block it out. I've had. There have been moments where people like in stores and stuff like this in San Diego more than he, in yeah. Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um no offense san diego you're you know we love you we love you but but she was wider moments. than hawaii yeah yeah there, there's just some moments <laughs> um and i i remember a couple moments i would stand out where we would be walking together doing something mm-hmm. and someone kind of cut us off and like look at me and apologize and then keep going oh and yeah it's like little moments like that where well, I was yeah like, and in the moment like you don't think about it sure and then it was like or like they would say something to me and then they would just look at you and then they would keep going or like yeah or people would like smile at me and you would also be in the car or something. People would just be like, Oh, Hey. Uh. Yeah. And, and it's little stuff like that. And I think that's a big part of my experience with like discrimination is stuff that I didn't always realize was discrimination until I either got older or I come away and I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. And that almost hurts. And Oh, you know, like, yeah, it almost hurts worse. Cause you're like, yeah. Oh, what I I should have been insulted then. Yeah, and it's like, oh, you know, it's like this very like nefarious backhanded. And another thing I've seen, and I and it's been so weird because I've like literally watched it happen, and I've seen it happen at church mm-hmm. where I've watched people almost like scan you up and down trying to figure out that question. Who what you are? are you? Oh yeah, almost people to get see, a look. Like where do if they place I should me? Discriminate against? Yeah, you. where do I place you? Yeah, like do I place you under? Like, oh. Oh, I, she's just she has curly hair and she, yeah, she just, she's a brunette, but she white, so she yeah. chill. Or like, no, I've I literally, like, mm. I've had people like, this is so bad, but it almost it does. I confess, it brings me sick joy when I can be like an undercover black person, <laughs> and people don't know, you know, and they'll say stuff like black people, and I'll be like, yeah, black people, and then my my stepdad will walk up who is a black man from Detroit with dreadlocks who looks like Bob Marley. I'll be like, what's up, dad? And the fear in their eye or like my mom will come up and I'll be like, yeah, clocked you, boo. So it's just so funny. Like, that's such a good point. Like, that's like another thing. People are trying to identify you and it's like, oh, like I've had people. I don't know. 
Oh, yeah, I'm going to say it was intentional. How much can I get away with her? She's not all the way this or that. So can I skirt around it? Yeah. And ugh, I cannot express to you how much that like gets me. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, what do you, you know? Yeah. Because you, you is, and it's also like, bro, just because you're not in mixed company doesn't mean it's not okay. Yeah. What are you looking at? It's. <laughs> i was looking at the curtain sorry annie just like turned <laughs> like cur- i was talking and annie looked up like she saw jesus coming from the sky and i was like is it time the curtain <laughs> it's flowing and i was in like we way. going out with a bang thank you for taking us away from 2020 you, you gave me the terrified look i was like are like, we dying or is jesus coming or both um i i have a question for you yes i have and- an answer hopefully <laughs> <laughs> well and it's something that we talked about a little bit i i was not l- you know, I've moved back to San Diego sure. um, since our time having both lived on Maui yeah. together. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Abandoned you. <laughs> um, but, you know, during the height of oh, you know, the Black Lives Matter this question. protests yes, yes. And, and, you know, in the, yeah. the demonstrations, how was that for you? Okay. That was one of the hardest, but most growing times in my life growing pains with annie see what i did there um <laughs> where i had to flush out a lot of stuff like i was talking about and um once again i want to acknowledge privilege yeah i don't look black but i you know identify as african-american and i also am black ish black ish oh that's good um <laughs> and i also am in hawaii where you know, we're part of the United States, but we're also separate. Yeah, with we're also like Native Hawaiian women look similar to you in the fact that they are also darker skinned with curly, long yeah. brown hair. You know, like also, you know, white is a minority. So when everything went on, you know, a really big part of me wanted to, if I'm completely honest, take advantage of the fact that I don't look completely black or I'm in a place where there's distance and it's not mm-hmm. my every day. But I realized that is doing such a disservice to other people, myself. I, you know, when I had that thought, the first thought was my brother, who was a black teenager living in Arizona, yeah. which is a very racially charged, di- charged space right now. Yeah. Yeah. They and, have really big. And I'm know, like, yeah. And yeah. And I'm like, this takes away. And this also like in a weird way. No, in a very like real way. If I, sh- I stop and I just like, oh, you know, it's not my problem. That's letting what's going on that's part of the problem yeah. that's part of the problem and let what's going on continue so i was very blessed that i got to you know really hash that out with myself yeah and really take control of my own identity and what that looked like for me is being like i'm black enough to be black i'm white enough to be white I am me through and through and this is what it looks like and that's okay. And if you don't have a pro like if you have a problem with that, that's your issue, not mine. And I'm allowed to live my life, you know, and I've just as much as a right to do so as you. And it also created this opportunity where my friends who aren't multiracial. Yeah 
to have that conversation. Yeah. And I was blessed to. I had people come to me and be like, I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to be an ally. And that was amazing. But I had people also come to me and be like, you know, you hear it. I remember my favorite one during that time was, well, it's still bad to destroy things. <laughs> okay. When we peacefully protest, you get mad. Mm-hmm. When we don't protest, you ask why we're not. And when we get to this point where we're done as a nation or we're done as a people, you, you know, say it's too much. So when those questions like arose and people had those comments, which for some reason I feel like I'm in this really weird spot where people think that because I am not, you know, I am black ish and I don't look quote unquote black Mm -hmm. that they can somehow say these things to me. Yeah. Like you, you know, I'm their like hall pass. Like I'm their like race hall pass, racist hall pass. I don't know. It's okay. You know, like she can be my black ish friend. Yeah. Like that's my token multiracial friend. (laughs) And I can say what I want, you know, and all all the advertisement. Right. I fit. You You put me right. You put me in any ad. It makes a PC. (laughs) (laughs) But like people would say stuff to me and the old cause would just be like, let it slide. No, no, no. The new cause like, see, that's part of the issue. Yeah. And finding your voice in it. Yeah. It seems like through this for me, my voice became, okay, I don't have the same experience as others and I don't always need to have the answers. I'm not here to argue with people, but I'm here to show them that it's a reality and it is an issue and to create that avenue so yeah, it's really frustrating for people to, you know, use me, like I was saying, like as their hall pass almost, but also it puts me in a really cool spot where I can yeah. talk to people. You're able to actually help people understand. Yeah. And to be honest, like a really big part of that is like, well, I would, I would encourage you to research or, um, you know, I'll point them to people where I'm like, this is, you can read about their experience or share like a yeah. story from mine and being like, this is real. And I think a lot of times to almost protect ourselves from the harshness of reality, we kind of be like, oh, if it's not my experience, it's not real. And I've had people be like, well, I had no idea. And I have to be like, well, yeah, you're you're white in America. Why would you? You're a white man in America. You know? <laughs> Why would you know? Yeah. But also doesn't, just because it's you don't know doesn't mean it's not happening. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, and I think that no offense santa but like i think we're kind of raised in a culture where it's like did you say no offense santa? yeah i'm gonna get there it's gonna okay. connect it's okay. gonna connect sorry, sorry, give me sorry. a sec give me like Go. one this minute is, for the this is your podcast you do whatever this you want is, this is my podcast oh my god <laughs> but like i think that like we're raised in a situation where these things were taught as a kid that are real and then mm-hmm. it's like just kidding though no, they're not they're fake Oh my gosh. Like Santa, the Tooth Fairy, the Easter Bunny. Sorry. Can we if, talk about. Something? First of all, spoiler alert. If you yeah. believe in You it, just ruined uh, lives. And I just ruined Christmas Can for I, kids yeah. around the world. 
but I, but I think it's true because no. like I yeah. feel like there's a lot and even in history like when you're oh, taught about we, t- we get the like sugar-coated version for sugar-coated sure. all the time well history is written by the winners so like we get but also we we take classes and we are taught it as if it's over uh-huh and my mom shout out to my mama she <laughs> is a history teacher and she has always told me that history is not something in the past but rather an early warning system for the future amen and doing that on my body you know like when we look back and we look mm-hmm. at you know the civil rights movement it ain't that long ago for, yeah first of all ain't that long ago uh-uh. um and secondly the idea that we're taught it as if like this happened and it's over when there's still like actively laws having to be passed to ensure Against that schools yeah, to ensure that schools are desegregated uh-huh. like in in the last couple of years and in, in a the way, United States. I can hear it in your voice. It blows your mind, but right? it also doesn't surprise you. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but at, yeah, but at the same time, it's like, um, but in I think it's it's one of those things that were kind of explained as if like, oh yeah, like this was a thing that happened. But we good now? Or like, oh yeah, this was real, but like not anymore. No, it is, and it's so. And like, we hide behind. We it. hide behind. Oh, we f- we fixed it. No, it's just not <laughs> as you know. We put some duct tape on like, it. We're like on, we fixed it. No, that's it. what I'm saying. Like you put some super glue on it. Like you didn't fix it. And like, no. Speaking of that, like, but you're sometimes saying, you put super glue on a cut and it does heal. But not in this case. I'm not even not gonna grace that. I, that was, an answer. I'm not engaging woo, that comment. We should cut that. It's okay. Yeah. Not not. That case. was not. <laughs> and why did? First of all, I need. Wait, I can't glaze over no, this. Just keep going, you keep freaking going. pointed at your face when you said a cut did you put super glue on your face like, no i just know people who've like busted their lip open and then instead of getting stitches they just super glued it shut and then it just healed it leaves you usually with a pretty gnarly scar but like it does work sometimes um, <laughs> I, um, I had some pretty redneck friends i wasn't gonna say it but you said so i say that's some redneck fabulous ish like that's <laughs> Wait, what? Wait. Anyway, continue. Speaking of racial discrimination after I said the word redneck. um, Exactly. (laughs) Growing up, you're saying schools. I got sent home for my hair once. And see, do you know, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's the reality for so many. I know so many girls who don't wear their hair in braids or protective hairstyles because of fear of stuff like that mm-hmm. where one time my mom put my hair in cornrows when i was in the third grade and i got sent home with a note saying my hairstyle was distracting huh yeah and i remember my mom being so upset and me being like i don't get it i don't understand you know because i'm a kid i'm innocent like i don't understand yeah. like on one hand why this makes my mom upset but in a big way why do my teachers care what my hair looks like yeah and what is so bad about my hair and that's the first time too like what saying like, it's yeah it's uh from an early age of yeah. like oh well because your hair is curly it's yeah. bad and i remember being so i i hair was a big part of my identity as jewish women like your hair is a big part of who you are and it's a big part of the religion and the culture. So I wasn't allowed to cut my hair growing up or do a lot of things to it. And I remember being so frustrated when I like hit puberty one because I was just, puberty was just taking me on a roller coaster. But I remember <laughs> being like, you know, I was puming pretty hard, but like, 
no, 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 like begging my mom to straighten my hair and begging my mom can i please have a relaxer (gasps) and i'm so glad my mom was you know a strong black woman and was like oh heck no you know and the thing too is i'm sure there are so many you know black women that would kill to have the looser curls that you do have but like it's so funny that you're saying your grass is always greener grass is always greener curly is bad I remember my biggest struggle was looking at media and be like, nobody looks like me. Yeah. And I just choked on my own spit. I saw God for a second. Sorry. (laughs) Um, I remember being frustrated too, because the black women that I saw had straight hair. Yeah. Like how come no buddy on TV wears their hair natural? Yeah. I remember asking my mom that question like young. Yeah. And being the first person I remember growing up being so excited about um, this is so random is do you remember out of the box? Yes. Oh, yes. And he had, he had dreads. dreads. And I thought, Oh my gosh, he is the coolest person ever. He's the coolest person ever. He has dreads just like, you know, Which my is, family. This is so random is I actually watched, I not binge. I watched like three or four episodes of out of the box. Like, like two weeks ago annie you were a grown lady and you're, what? i'm a grown That's, woman why were I, you just watching out of the box right and be like out, out of the, the box. box no i i watched it i was like i must have been babysitting or something or i hope you was for, it, it was for i was looking to see if it held up to show children still and it did in ten dollars it was yeah but, it was good i think it what it was so okay anyway that don't was, that was a, a he was the only homie i knew that looked like me don't take this away <laughs> well he no did. he was good it was great but that's what i'm saying like the homie from out of the box was the first person i could kind of identify with yeah so because even i mean because the first person that popped in my head it was like well what about oprah Cause she's had her talk show but no she she always had yeah. her hair straight she in always like wigs. the early 2000s yeah and, and so like i think what I will say is I think we're coming into very much a time as um, a country where we're seeing more diversity. Yeah. And I get so excited for girls Tracy growing up. Tracy Ellis Ross. Tracy Ellis Ross. Zendaya. Like, oh, yeah. They have people they can look up to. Like, And even to the point, like, I and I know this, too, because I've been with you when you get yeah. got told it, but people I'll tell you, you look like Zendaya all oh my the God. time. When people say that, the I'm The biggest like, compliment <laughs> in the world. I'm like, oh, that's right. That's why I'm single, because I'm so beautiful. Nobody can handle it, because I look like Zendaya. <laughs> Which is like, if you want me <laughs> like, like you. Well, my man. Uh. Like, yeah, like, Peter Parker, hit me up. If you my Peter <laughs> Parker, hit up Annie. She'll connect us. Um, Yeah, message the, DM the her, Instagram. Boo. DM and her. And we'll... we'll figured out this is a plug this um, is actually this is this is uh, dating pains with dating pains with annie Kosh. that's a whole nother that's podcast. podcast i got stories for you um <laughs> no but i or like lupita nyong'o is somebody that i can really identify with because she's mexican and african-american you know 
and I get so excited. Like even um, my little brother was so excited about Black Panther. Yeah. 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 Black Panther. And that came out in what? 2017? 2018? We'll look that up. I'll figure that out. Keep going. Yeah. And I think it's, I will say, like, I want to give kudos to them because I think it's so amazing now that um, little boys and girls can look and, you know, identify and see themselves in people. Yeah. You know, that's not just the bad guy or the funny sidekick. Yeah, it's not it's not a kitsch. Yeah, it's not a it's not a character. And even to the point of like I remember to, to for any of those who have seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is a cop yes. show. It's like a comedy. Are there people out there who haven't seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Maybe, who knows. Um, but part of it is I remember watch it's one of those things too where you know, there's there's multiple um, Latino women on it. Yes. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't think anything of it when you're watching it necessarily. And then watching behind the scenes where they're talking once one, they found out that one of them got hired. The other one thought, it's like started applying yeah. for other, you know. they're like, oh, there can like, only be one. Yeah, they're not going to, there's no yeah. way that they'll hire two Latino women. Which is crazy. But also, once again, but not, not surprising. surprising. Yep. And I think... There's a lot of molds being broken right now. And I think media is a reflection of society. So it's like really exciting to see for me, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I, you know, for the first time in your life, besides, you know, the homie from out of the box, (laughs) which is sad. I'm 24. I've lived 24 years on this cruel earth. And I'm (laughs) just now seeing people that I could be like, oh, you're like, oh my gosh, that girl that looks like me is yeah. starring in these movies. And starring. She's not the best friend. She's not the funny one. She's, she's starring. She's starring in. in these movies. And it's not something unrealistic. She's being written like a human. Yeah. And it and it's hard too because like at the same time, the Brazilian in you is Wait. not getting you know represented as much sure. yeah you, you know like yeah fair yeah it's hard because i and i see this too like um my sister married into a jewish family hey oh we're god's favorite <laughs> and so like i've been blessed to learn more about the jewish culture mm-hmm. and you know through them and through him and um it's just like even to the point where we were talking the other day and she um she was saying how her mother-in-law loves all of the hanukkah stuff because her whole life Mm -hmm. she never there never was a hanukkah section at target in the holidays there was never dreidel necklaces and you know cute like hanukkah decorations from you know there were yeah there was not trendy menorahs no you had to go to the jewish part of town to get that stuff back in the day which is a yeah it's a huge deal to the point where like my sister was telling me she's like i was gonna buy her these things or like i sent her a picture of these like it was like a headband with like <laughs> dreidels, dreidels but like they were on springs so they kind of bounced oh my god and she's like and they were like all gl- it was like all glitter and yeah. she said like i sent a picture of it because i was like oh haha like how cute are these and she said her mother-in-law went to that store after work and bought them because, because it's she's so just exciting. so stoked it's the first time in her life that she's been represented like yeah and it's a big fully. deal and i think people would struggle so much less with identity 
in that sense if there was equal representation yeah you know yeah it's why yeah why is it a struggle to you know include everybody your identity and then even like to the point where i've struggled Wow, that was gonna sound so. I struggled as a white woman. I was looking at you like, you were like, bread, you're like rule you, it I'm in. sorry. Would you say? Would you say? I was like, ooh. <laughs> What's that like? Um, flip it and reverse it. Oh yeah, uno reverse. <laughs> or no, uno reverse. It. But what I, what I was, Where are the we point going? I was trying yes. to make, yes, is the whole stigma of like a Karen and a Karen. It's not <laughs> the moment I say. Even it's the kind of the thing too of like where I've run into the situation where the moment I said, like I stood up for myself. Yeah. It was, Oh my gosh, you're such a Karen. And I was like, wait, and it has such negative connotation now, which I mean, like I've also seen moments where I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's okay that you got potatoes instead of rice peel off. These people have been working all day. Like chill. Like are you allergic to potatoes? No, to eat the potatoes and calm down. Yeah. But like to the, like to the point where it's like, it's now something thrown at me because I'm white and I'm a woman. Like the mm-hmm. moment I, I like am a little bit louder than normal. Mm-hmm. It's like, sit down, you Karen. And I'm like, Oh, like I, there's like that fine line too of like, how can I stand up for myself without being seen as a nuisance? And yeah. that's, and what I, what is crazy is like, because we've had conversations about this, it's, it's two sides of like, not the same coin, but like, but now you understand yeah, when it's people, like, all it's I'm like, trying to do is I'm trying to stand up for myself. Right, and so now, now you're you telling can, me it's a So yeah, thing. I was going to ask you, do you think because of that experience, you can understand and empathize more with, you know, the other side of the coin when people are saying like, cause I've gotten, Oh, you're such a black, like a loud black woman. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, in, do you think that because it is, you are allowed to have autonomy and stand up for yourself. And when I, you know, I posted when everything was going on, I posted this poem that I wrote and it was about, it was called black enough. And it was about like my struggle with my racial identity. And somebody commented like, Oh, just another loud black woman complaining or something like that. And it's like another, it was like another thing. Like I even got told from like, my family from Alabama who grew up as the help in a racially segregated Southern state. Oh, you're so lucky because you can pass for white. So like don't act too black now is something like my great grandma would say. And I remember being like for what, why, you know? Yeah. But it was coming from a place of trying to protect themselves because they were, you know, grew up in a society that being black was wrong and if you acted black quote-unquote you know yeah you got discriminated against which is crazy so yeah like my question for you is like do you think it's my podcast now and um (laughs) do you think like having those experiences where you get labeled like oh you karen yeah makes you more sympathetic to the opposite of that A a thousand percent yeah. And I also think too of like, it's, it's funny because I've, I was blessed to grow up in a neighborhood mm-hmm. in like an area that 
was wealthier not that my family was in that position yeah but you're in a more affluent powder town for sure yeah. yeah and and we were there by the grace of god and you know mm-hmm. and it was it was a struggle you know like it yeah. wasn't like we were sitting nice and pretty and yeah. easy um and it's and the reason i bring it up is i kind of like i've explained it to students in the past kind of like that of like i was like you know i never wanted to come off as like a snobby white rich bitch like yeah to just like be so blunt yeah um, but then i also like it, it was like a struggle of like well where do i fall because where you i where can't I put keep myself. up with these girls because like yeah. we you know like your identity your placement you're like do i am i a rich girl or am i not yeah it's like it, it what, what was funny was and i grew up in like a very white neighborhood yeah out of like the 200 kids i graduated middle school with i think maybe three of them were african-american i think one of them came to our school like dang shoot yeah Yeah. i think i two were african-american and then one was i think truly an african kid who had moved his family had just moved from um us i don't know which african country but (laughs) but he you know don't do not blast annie for that everybody i there's podcast first right. i'm just putting that i'm just protecting i got you i know that there's multiple countries i'm you not don't one of those just people. throw but one like, out there but that's yeah. another thing like i've heard you know i've heard people be like oh yeah he's like from africa I'm you know like, how big a- right okay but that and then but that's yeah. the thing too is like i it's like things like that that i'm always hyper aware because i'm like you don't want to do i don't i don't want to be an away. ignorant white person yeah. and i don't want to be like there's those there's those um stigmas that i i almost feel at times i'm like i try so hard to avoid Mm -hmm. that i'm almost that it's yeah it's yeah it's yeah it's hard it it is hard (laughs) it's hard trying to find identity in general yes and then growing up in that area that like Mm -hmm. in in luckily like i did not grow up in a family Mm -hmm. like that like my parents aren't racist praise god or have yeah you that's, know, racial that's bias. why so i was never friends. raised yeah around that yeah i just happened to be raised in a very white community sure and then going and so for me like i was never the idea of being racist or judging someone or like it just wasn't that. even i wasn't even like in, in being young and naive i didn't even think about it sure and then i went to you know a very mixed race high school there was lots of people of different races all of a sudden I was a rich white bitch. Like, yeah, that I was labeled in, that like because of where I was from, because and, yeah. of that. And I was like, wait, what? Like, like huh? I was like, I have like, you know, all yeah. of a sudden because of like, and that was the thing too, is like because of where I was from, because of the color of my skin, I was racist. And I was like, whoa, hmm. like what? I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then, but then at the same time of like, it was, you know, it was racist to say that, you know, I like I've experienced racial biases. Like they're like, what you white? That's racist. You know, like, yeah. It, it, so it's just it's hard. It, it's a hard trigger. That's why I said it. it's a trigger topic. Yeah. And I don't think like either of us are claiming like 
Oh, no. We have no disclaimer. We don't have we the are answers. Not experts. These we are, are not our experts. own experiences that we are fumbling I'm not even, through. yeah, wearing like, matching socks right now. Like, I'm not an expert on anything. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's true. Like, I think a big, and it's, it's like coming off of that, like, you, no matter what race you are, you have to check yourself. Because I have even fallen into the, especially with everything going on, looking at somebody being like, look at that racist white person. Yeah. Or like jokingly white people-ish. Like I say, oh, that's some white people shit. Way too much. I, I get Do you know what so, I mean? like I get triggered when someone's like, oh my gosh, that was racist. Because, you know, like I've, yeah, because like of the color of my no, skin yeah. to be called racist. It's like, what sucks is I know people who are racist. I, know, I have, you know, I, I have like relatives that mm. could be easily labeled as racist. Shoot. I have, you know, and so it's like, it's hard because I'm like, <gasps> like well, we, I think we have, it can be taken, to, that can be taken too lightly and that can be thrown out. And, and then it's that's like, the thing too. It's like, yeah. Because it, yeah, then it's it like, be I think something I had to, like, I'll be like, that's racist. But then I had to check myself, be like, no, that's ignorant. And, that's coming from a place of not understanding but it's like for me to just throw that out there is just me like covering up the issue again yeah. and you know so when it does time time to call out actual blatant racism yeah you know who you are um <laughs> that word doesn't hold as much weight yeah do i think we should be afraid to call it racism and you know call it for what it is no but i also don't think we need to go around like having a lack of understanding for one another and i i found myself in this really weird spot where i was really angry with everything going on which is i think understandable i think super understandable yeah but i was i was myself putting people into these boxes if they didn't yeah, immediately to, like, to pull yeah a uh, total 180 of yeah like, like everyone put me in a box and now you're like you're trying like, to box you mofos in like yeah. like <laughs> If people didn't, if like immediately understand, or I felt like they weren't um, taking what I was saying seriously, yeah, or didn't have the same stance on me, I'd be like, what a Karen, yeah, whatever. Look at them and their privilege, you know, and that's not fair either. That's writing off people and boxing them in too, yeah. Which okay, I feel like I need to disclaimer again. There are Karens. Yeah. There are racist, there are racist people. people. I am We're not, not negating the fact that you will deal with those people. Because let me tell you, I dealt with a Karen in the parking lot the other day. She called me the N-word. Yeah. And I was like. A racist Karen. I was the, like, okay, Karen. The, and I meant it. And I said it. Like, yeah. they're out there. And I think that's the whole reason where this is coming to a head now. Yeah. But like. And I think. This is something that we actually we talked about tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, this idea of we can call something out on someone, but we can't hold them to it forever. In the sense that, like, okay, if if you said something racist, like Fix it. you have every you have every opportunity to be like that was racist. Yes, but that doesn't mean that like that shouldn't be a label that you have to have forever. You have the, an opportunity to change. And so I think the, that's So you're what, saying like the hope is like when as as people, when we call each other out, the yeah. hope is for change. I think 
Yeah, I think if, that's uh, Correct what, me if I'm wrong, but like that's yeah, yeah, what you're that's, hoping. The hope yeah. is change. Amen. And But I think with that comes grace and love in the sense of... Right, you know... We need to give people the room to, to grow. grow. Yes, amen. Like, I'm not saying you should become tolerant because some things aren't acceptable. No. You yeah. know, this whole idea of like, we can coexist is true. But when your beliefs... Mm-hmm. take away from my person and my rights we can't so or when all you are is like you, you don't have an identity no one no one gives it to you yeah because you're mixed you don't Bleh. you're too white to be this you're too black Bleh. to be this and sorry you're not white what a all. lovely noise to make right. into that microphone sorry um yeah there is there is ex- not extreme but there's cases where like that doesn't work mm-hmm. but i think for uh like for lack of a better way to put it and not to try to sound cliche, like what I come back to is like we got to just smoke a spiritual doobie and just love one another. <laughs> like everyone needs to just mellow out. Everybody just needs to like first take take a step back. Take a step back. I think the fight is still going and I I'm, You're not saying I'm not that saying it's, it's not, not real it. and not it's not real. worth it. And we need to push and we as a country need to come together um, and fix this. It's time, America. But I'm also saying that in your everyday life with the people that you love, if you find yourself having friction, mm-hmm. a way that I've not solved it but dealt with it is to take a step back. Yeah. And have to tell myself, literally, sometimes literally close my eyes and tell myself, this person loves me even if they're not understanding what I'm saying right now. Yeah. And being like, because I have friends that are, like you said, white. And I have like particular friends in like, this. Like, like I you said, said, white. You know, but I'm saying like come from yeah. a different background and come from a different background. We're raised in a different, different environment and it wasn't a reality. Like that. Time. And you've and been I, to the town that I was raised in. Oh, yeah. Comparative to Hawaii. Like, so different. And, in. like, I remember, not with you, but other people having a conversation and being so, like, why aren't you getting it? And I had to step back and be like, they didn't grow up like you grew up. Your reality is not their reality. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just the reality, <laughs> you know? And yeah. being like, okay, but you love them. And you're having this conversation because you both want to love each other well. And it, you know, yeah, it took away some of that, like, you know, that friction and that hurt. And I'm not saying that's everybody. I don't think the Karen on the street calling you an N-word is trying to love you well. No. But in, no. But hopefully one day she can grow right. If to so, understand that that is not yeah. and how you love someone. Please. Or Jesus coming. Right tiktok jesus um so yeah what i'm saying is like sometimes we need to just get over ourselves and yeah think of the other person and i think yeah conversations like this and like i've had to be okay with being uncomfortable and having (laughs) here i go growing pains (laughs) you know where i'm like oh i gotta have that conversation that's not something i can hide from anymore yeah and and to be a space like there's a blessing 
but you need in the situation you have because yeah of the way you look because yes, of and that's that something you are only black ish yeah like i like feel very labeled this yeah i feel very blessed people, to be able to do that feel comfortable people feel comfortable to come up and ask yes. you and talk to you and about please it. do like i i really enjoy that and i think something i'm learning is i always try to come at a conversation creating an environment of love and understanding yeah. because if you come into something already just like geared up to go it's not gonna go anywhere but downhill like yeah so and if you if you come in from a space of like hurt and hate yeah you're not giving anyone space to and grow. i think you're like coming off out. of like that you know coming from a space of hurt and hate i want to say like i get it yeah i was i am hurt my heart hurts for for this country and for people who are discriminated against. And I had to work through that and wrestle with that myself and wrestle with the hate and the spite and the malice that I had in my heart and the hurt. And I think like I encourage anybody who might feel that way, like let that out, deal with yeah. that first. And also know like, that's completely normal yeah and and i think that it's completely normal to feel those feelings because it's not okay so for me like i had to i had to process like oh that discrimination that happened to me that lady calling me the n-word those people thinking my mom is a nanny people saying asking me big one that always really hurt is that a weave and tugging on my hair Mm. you're like no no it's me that's that's attached to my head but like that hurt and that pissed me off and that made me mad but i had to acknowledge that pissed me off and that made me mad and then i let it go yeah and i think sometimes things take longer to let go and process but we got to process them because we got to get to the healing like you have to acknowledge first and foremost there's a wound and there's something wrong and this isn't working in order to usher in that healing in that and the reason I wanted us to talk about this mm-hmm. is because it doesn't it doesn't just correlate with your racial identity. Yeah. It correlates in so many sp- parts of your life. It and spills into everywhere. And, yeah. yeah, and everywhere. Oh yeah, relationships, friend like friendship or romantic and Yeah. you know, workplace. Um Oh yeah. It it I think it's spill- who you are should spill into every part of what you do. And like if you don't deal with that and if you don't hash that out for yourself, it's going to start coming out. Yeah. You know? So I think a big part of identity is having peace and not having an identity that looks like anybody else. Yeah. That in, wow. Because that really is even wow. coming down to that was the smartest thing i said all week so <laughs> that and he wrap it up that's all I got. you're like and that is that's it. a wrap mic I drop think, i think that's i think that really is the perfect way to wrap it up in the sense Ooh, of i did it <laughs> sorry for the sense of like your experience mm-hmm. as someone of mixed race being your friend i'm gonna and speak like on said, it. correct me if i'm wrong if speak i speak on if it I, preach on know, it annie misstep but you've kind of come to this spot where when people say, what are you? Hmm. You really do answer like I'm Kaj because mm-hmm. 
I, you know, yeah, I am what I am. I am what I, yeah, I am what I am. That's good. And I, I've gotten to where I am because I've grown to love who I am, who I am, even if it was painful at times. Yeah. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Thank you, man. Kaj, thank you so much for coming on here and talking thank about you. this. And, and like we said earlier, it's, it's a hard topic to talk about. It's, yeah, it's, it, rough. it's touchy. <laughs> I mean, there were definitely times where I was tripping on my words because I'm like, no, oh, and no, you're I like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Like, you're like, oh. you know, and, and I think, yeah, that's why it needed to be said is because so many people are, yeah. are wanting to have these conversations sure. are, are scared to talk to their friends. Yeah. But if you really love somebody like sitting on a couch like we are and having this conversation, even if it is sometimes even if you uncomfortable to microphones, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, you could have more casual setting. But I'm saying like that uncomfortability is you growing. Yeah. And press into that. And I think a big part of healing is having these conversations like this. Like for me, like thank you for allowing me to have this space where I can talk about this stuff. Yeah. You know, in a safe environment. And I hope everybody has like an Annie in their life, you know? Oh. Kaj, I love you. Love Thanks you for too. coming on the podcast. Thank you. <laughs>